Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. I am Rosalind Jordan Mills, and your host here at Rosalind's Corner. And I hope everyone has had a great day, a great week, a great weekend. Um, it was beautiful out today. Man, it was beautiful today uh, here in sunny California, down here in the in the south south end of the state. Um, but um, you know, I want to go through some things here before we get into our show. Um, of course, we just want to just extend a you know, our um, uh, peace and, and love to our brother Rodney Best uh, for his family members. I, I pray that he comes back soon to the show as well. As Miss Barbara, she's out uh, on duty doing her thing, but I'm sure they'll be back. Um, but to tonight, you know, we just, first of all, just want to talk about T25CL Entertainment LLC, as I can never say enough. We are a very innovative company uh, doing global distribution for independent artists in the music, in film. Um, and of course, hey, 595, everybody. Hey, let's get that out there for United We Stand. Hey, you know what? Just support it. It's a great film that, trust me, you will not be the same once you see this film because it will really get your thought processes going regarding humanity and entertainment. Come on, somebody, okay? All right, so tonight, um, I don't know if anybody knows this, but I'm sure there are millions of people who do, uh, that today, which is March the 8th, uh, is International Women's Day. And I know I'm going to have quite a few people going to call in. I know they said they're going to call in. So uh, we just want to... Uh, you know, accentuate a little bit about the women's contribution to this country and to this world. And what I'm going to do tonight, I'm going to go over some history. Uh, it's going to be some history lessons taught tonight. And if you've got some um, uh, questions or comments that you want to share regarding those women that are in your life who have mentored, your, mentored you, who have really had influence on your life, uh, everybody likes to start with their mom, but sometimes, you know, sometimes it starts with someone else. <clears throat> and then, of course, you know, um, all the benefits and, and, like I said, the contributions that women have uh, implemented in this world. And I know that, you know, you can think about those individuals that have come into your life, even family members who are already there, um, who have really had an impact on your progress in life, either positive or negative. So tonight, I just want you to share with me, okay? Call me up, everybody. Call me at 724-444-4444, all right? And uh, just sign in, okay? Again, the number is 
And my caller ID is 120021-AND-POUND. And your access code is 1-AND-POUND. All right, so let's go ahead and get started because what I want to do, and sometimes, you know, people don't understand really what is International Women's Day and, and even how did it even begin, okay? And we're going to go through some rich history because you think about um, our voting rights. You think about the 19th Amendment. You think about the 15th Amendment because, trust me, they are very, very different, Okay and um, the women's suffrages, and when you talk about suffrage, you talk about voting rights, okay? And individuals and those people who made the way, who paved the way for us women in this world, okay? So let's start out with, you know, how the world even celebrates International Women's Day here in 2017, okay? So on March 8th, which is today, People around the world observed International Women's Day, a day to commemorate the struggle of women's rights and celebrate the political, social, economic, and cultural achievements of women throughout history. We have such a rich his- history, ladies, okay? So um, when we think about it and um, um, the groundbreaking events that has taken place, Okay, you think about, okay, on the ground, International Women's Day sees thousands of conferences, uh, gatherings, rallies, exhibitions, uh, festivals, and more every year, okay? As we learn about this more and more every year, women want to celebrate it more and more every year. And although International Women's Day was only adopted by the United Nations in 1975, it was marked for the first time in New York in the early 1900s. Come on, somebody, okay? So over a century later, the celebration's birthplace marked International Women's Day in a suitable grand fashion. I mean, with women uh, nationwide in, inviting to participate in, in a day without a woman, okay? A strike to raise awareness around issues of civil liberties, uh, reproductive rights, and economic inequality. So let's check out. Here's how, you know, other countries have celebrated so far, okay? So we think about in Australia. Now, in Australia, in, in several cities, child care workers orchestrated a strike to protest pay inequality and the lack of funding for early education. And more than 1,000 uh, what you call early year workers, walked off the job, okay, when organizers said women in Australia begin working for free, oh, come on, somebody, and joined International Women's Day rallies. So according to Child Care Union, United Voice, the 97% women workforce is underpaid. And qualified early childhood Child uh, educators, childhood educators, earn about half the national average wage. Okay, that's enough to hit you right there in the head. All right, for people, you think about people who are taking care of our children. They are so underpaid. And then let's go ahead of International Women's Day in Melbourne. Uh, it, it installed ten female pedestrian crossing icons on the city's traffic signal in an attempt to fight 
unconscious bias and stereotypes among its citizens, okay? And everybody, every country has their own, you know, um, way of, of celebrating women's contribution uh, to the world, okay? Now, check out China. According to Chinese law, women are entitled to half day off on International Women's Day. Wow. Half a day off, y'all, okay? I wonder if that is with pay. This is pay, okay? But for many shops and online retailers, however, the day is simply an opportunity to attract women shoppers to come home with discounts on whatever, cosmetics, lingerie, and footwear, and clothing, and all that kind of good stuff. So there's, you know, a catch-22 to that, okay? You can have to have the day off, but come on, spend your money, okay? So Chinese feminist uh, Lai Matzi, that's her name, who was uh, detained for over a month two years ago after she and four other young activists tried to hand out stickers about sexual harassment on public on public transport in Chinese cities for International Women's Day. And this was addressed um, in an audience in London. So noting that there has been both progress and a backlash against women's rights since her arrest and the increasing state of surveillance. Oh, come on now. Going against a, a government, something's going to happen, okay? So the, the experience that she had in the rest of the Feminine Five means that women's marches are unlikely to be seen this year in China, which is the home of about 675 million women. Come on. And in the lead-up, to the International Women's Day, uh, the country's popular, uh, what you call Twitter-like micro-blogging blogging site, uh, suspended the account, okay? Suspended the account of feminist blog Women's Voices, providing no explanation for the sudden shutdown, okay? We want to shut them down. So what I want to do is, and I know I've got some callers on the line. Uh, we're going to open it up here in a minute. But today is... International Women's Day, and I want everyone to share with me. We're going to go into some rich history, too, because um, you think about the women in our lives. Uh, we can start with our moms. They birthed us, okay? They gave us birth, and so we would not be here. Hello, somebody, okay? But when you think about the history of International Women's Day, the earliest women's observation was held uh, February 28, 1909 in New York. And it was organized by the Socialist Party of America. So on March 8, 1970, in the capital of what they call Russian Empire, which was um, Petrograd, a demonstration of women uh, textile workers began, uh, covering the whole city. And this was the beginning of the Russian Revolution, okay? But let's go down into history because, like I said, this is international, okay? It's just not here in the United States. It's international. I'm looking here at um, the uh, people, uh, the women in Australia. There are thousands and thousands of women who are lining the streets to celebrate International Women's Day. So the earliest organization organized, that organized Women's Day um, was observed in, like I said, in February uh, 28, 1909 in New York, let's see, and it was organized by the Socialist Party of America in remembrance of, in remembrance of the 1908 strike of the International Ladies' Garment Workers' Union. And there was no strike in March 8th, 
despite the claims they say. So in August of 1910, an international women's conference was organized to uh, precede the general meeting of the Second uh, Socialist International in Copenhagen in, in Denmark. But in spite of uh, all these things that took place and the people that uh, proposed the establishment of an annual International Women's uh, Day uh, and was seconded by, you know, the socialist parties, all this took place. So many um, people who started to organize and demonstrate and bring an awareness to people, uh, to women, okay? We're, we're, it's about women today, about women and how they uh, need to be recognized. And so all these people, they, they protested against employment, uh, sexual discrimination, and Americans continue to, to celebrate National Women's Day on the last Sunday in February. But now we're celebrating here on March 8th. So we continue on, okay? Um, so I'm going to open up because we've got some callers on the line. And let's go with the, our first caller, caller, calling in, your question and comment. And let me ask you, who is that individual woman in your life, or maybe more, that has uh, really influenced you? Uh, for me, um, well, outside of um, my my bloodline, which is my my grandmother, um, my grandmother was like I think probably the greatest influence in my life. Um, it would be uh, outside of her, I would have to say, and I, I think I'm a bit radical, but <laughs> I like Asada Shakur. So Asada Shakur is is, is someone that I really uh, admire um her uh just her strength and you know especially during that time um that she was uh active in the black panther movement you know she was an inspiration to me and really uh, made me um uh take up the movement for our people so you know she is an inspiration to me um outside of my grandmother mm. Very good, very good. All right, uh, we got one more caller on the line. Caller, give us your name. Where are you calling in from? Caller, you there? Oh, I'm here. It's Lisa calling in. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. How you doing tonight? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. So I know there's women in your life that you can say that's been an influence and you know, and you still continue to look up to. Let me ask you, which, which your, who can you share with us, with our listening audience? Well, I just have to say, um, it'd be my mother. <laughs> um, just watching her grow as a woman and as a person, it's you know, I've learned a lot, and that's just my number one role model. Um, it's kind of hard to think outside 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 of that, but um. Um, otherwise, I, I do admire quite a few uh, female politicians, and one of my favorites is Maxine Waters because of her outspokenness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you what do you what do you like about her outspokenness? I mean, like like for instance. Well, I like the fact that she tells it like it is, and she usually falls on the same side of the issue that I do. So, you know, I like you know that she's taken up you know, a lot of the same causes that I like to take as her passion, you know, her life's work. 
Mm-hmm. Well, when she when we think about Maxine Waters, I know she's an African American woman who has been uh, who really fights for um, the you know the lower well not even a lower class for all of us, but you know for those who are more impoverished, for those who need to have who need to have a voice. And I know that she has has shared her very outspoken opinions about what's going on in this nation. Um, do you feel that, you know, a lot of her issues can can uh, be addressed to the women of the of the world, of even just a nation? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she definitely, it seems like she's always, out, you know, speaking up for the underdog, no matter who it is and where they are. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I think she can speak to nationally or internationally. Cool. Awesome. Okay, very good. Well, I wanted to go over some history because when we think about, um, you know, women and and our rights as women in this nation and also, um, you know, for just African-American women, remember I was was, uh, speaking in the beginning about the 19th and the 15th Amendments, okay? But before I go into those, let me go into some history here because the the women's rights movement was between the years of 1848 and 1920. So the beginning of the fight for women's suffrage in the United States, which, you know, predates uh, what's it called, Jeanette Rankin's um, entry into Congress for nearly 70 years, it grew out of a larger women's rights movement. Um, that reform effort evolved during the 19th century, initially emphasizing a broad spectrum of goals uh, before focusing solely on securing the franchise for women. Women's suffrage leaders, moreover, um, often disagreed about the tactics for the emphasis, which is a federal versus the state, of their reform efforts. Uh, ultimately, the suffrage, when you think about the suffrage, we think about voting rights. Uh, this movement provided political training for some of the early women pioneers in Congress, but its internal um, divisions foreshadowed the, the, the persistence of disagreement among women in Congress and among women's rights activists after the, the passage of the 19th Amendment. Okay, so what I want to do is go into this history here um, because with the 15th Amendment, and let's, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me pull this up because I'm definitely getting my, my facts correct here. Um, um, with the 15th Amendment, um, which President endorsed the 15th Amendment, and the 19th Amendment, we're talking about back there in with um, Ulysses S. Grant, and how he was instrumental in getting the uh, 15th Amendment passed, okay? Um, And back in the days when they were trying to get more votes to get him into the the office of president, um, and he wanted, they wanted more votes. And, of course, the individuals, African-Americans or the slaves, the freed slaves, were black people were not allowed to vote. 
The 15th Amendment, and I want to give you a little history about the 15th Amendment. Uh, the 15th Amendment to the Constitution granted African-American men, keep that in mind, African-American men the right to vote by declaring that the right of citizens of the United States uh, to vote shall be denied, shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous conditions of servitude. Now, although ratified in February 3rd of 1870, the promise of the 15th Amendment could not be fully realized for most of the century, okay? Now, through the use of poll taxes, literacy tests, and other means, southern states were able to efficiently disenfranchise African Americans. It would take the passage of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, okay, 1965, before the majority of African Americans in the South were registered to vote, okay? Now, a century of lawmaking for a new nation, and you go through all these different, um, the House of, Re- House of Representatives passed the 15th Amendment, and the Senate, the Senate passed the 15th Amendment um, within one day later, and then the test of the 15th Amendment uh, can be found in a, um, a literacy called the United States uh, Statutes at Large. But you think about the, um, the African-American, what they went through uh, to even get a vote. But then um, let's go back because when you think about the, um, the women, women within this nation and what they went through to get their vote, done, okay? Uh, Like I said, uh, with the gathering of the women, um, the first gathering devoted to women's rights in the United States was, like I said, held July 20th, um, 1848 in New York. And the principal organizers, um, which was Elizabeth Cady Stanton, a mother of four from upstate New York and a Quaker abolitionist. But about 100 people attended the convention, and two-thirds were women. So she drafted the Declaration of Sentiments, Grievances, and uh, Resolutions that echoed uh, the the preamble of the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal, okay? So you think about these things that women went through, even um, a, a lady named Alice Paul. Now, Alice Paul was a woman who um, declared that uh, she was a chairwoman of the, uh, the Militant National Women's Party and office of, of the group in the front of their uh, Washington headquarters. She held different uh, uh, um, uh, marches, rallies. She was put in prison. She was beaten. Uh, she even was a woman who uh, was against um, Planned Parenthood so, because we all know about um, um, the, uh, the woman who wanted to uh, start, uh, who did start Planned Parenthood and wanted to uh, initiate her into her um, um, uh, a party of uh, Planned Parenthood. But we think about her, 
she was another woman who wanted the rights of women, and not only did she want the rights of women at large, but also with African-American women. But we think about African-American women for as long as women of African descent have been in the United States, um, it's stated they have resisted opposition. And can I hear amen from somebody in the amen corner? <laughs> but enslaved in the Americas, they organized themselves and others to fight for freedom. And we can think about um, um, what you were talking about. Uh, we can think about Angela Davis, okay? We can think about um, um, all those women who uh, helped in the fight. Uh, women gained the right to vote in 1920, but Jim Crow, racial segregation, and disenfranchisement, which was uh, enforced by extreme violence, um, it, it derailed and just curtailed black women's suffrage. And although African Americans uh, were uh, systematically denied the right to vote during the Jim Crow era, many resisted this opposition by both overt and subversive means. I mean, black women's militant activists and leadership during this oppression helped create the civil rights movement of the 20th century. African Americans such as Martin Luther King and Malcolm X have begun, they've all become icons of the 50s and 60s. But the organizational skills and grassroots activism of women such as Ella Baker, the Tima Clark, Rosa Parks, uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, they propelled the movement forward uh, to so much success, and, and, and it inspired uh, many uh, people in the new generation of activists. I know that you said that you had um, um, people that you uh, admired, um, Alex. Um, tell our listening audience um, what was your experience um, during those ages and what your knowledge is of uh, our movement with the civil rights movement and those women that were involved, such as Angela Davis? Well, um, it's actually Asada Shakur, and you know she's still alive today. So is Angela Davis. Angela Davis Mm -hmm. just celebrated her uh, 73rd birthday. But those women were the the strength behind the men. You know, um, they don't get credit for it. The men are the ones that are being remembered, which is okay. Um, but uh, they were they were up there with the guns. You know, they were out there making sure that they they were they were the protectors. They were the organizers of of those movements that were going on. So when when Black Panthers were moving, Assad Shakur, they were very instrumental in a lot of the organizations that um, that that came up. Uh, if you think about the WIC program. You want to go back and look at the history of the WIC program that was developed by the Black Panther Party, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Asada Shakur is very instrumental in that. You know, a lot of the things that we have today, we have to go back and give homage to those women. And, you know, unfortunately, history doesn't doesn't put them in a good light. Um, but, you know, my my the reason why I'm so inspired by this woman is because despite all of the negativity... And, 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 you know, she's wanted in America. Uh, she still continues to do things in the world. So if you ever get a chance to look at Cuban history and see what she's doing out there, she's still doing work. She's just, um, she just been um, demonized by the public because they in, uh, 
untruthfully uh, accused her of killing um, a white police officer in New Jersey, a white state trooper. But mm-hmm. that woman was, you know, she was on her way to be a really powerful person that was going to help us move to that next level as a people. And they, they, shut, they shut him down. That was in the 60s. Well, yeah, see, uh, that's that's our rich history because you think of, despite the risks of great personal loss, you, you know, African-American women, and not only African-American women, but we can think about, um, you know, what the Hispanic women are going through, what the Indian women are going through, what women of color, period, are going through, and, of course, our Caucasian women. You know, there's women that go through hard times, um, but then... We think about women are strong. We are women. I, you know, I, I know my, my, my grandmother, my little mommy. We call her little mommy. But uh, the only reason we call her little mommy because my mother was big mama, okay? But little mommy, she didn't take no tea for the fever, okay? Um, and she was um, so instrumental in uh, my life um, um, so far what it is to, you know, be a woman, um, to um, – raise your children, and to be, you know, um, faithful and to be honest and to be true. Um, of course, we falter from that because we think we, you know, uh, we call it so hot behind the ears, what we call it. But uh, you think about what you're going through when you're growing up in life and those people that have been um, instrumental in your life and has uh, been key in many decisions that you've made in your life. Um, but despite the risk of, like I said, great personal loss, we have a long tradition of civil and human rights activism. Um, that tradition lives on today, and it's going to continue to live on in the experiences and the examples of women activists and leaders, like we said, like Angela Davis, like uh, Marion Wright Edelman, uh, Eleanor Holmes Norton, Maxine Waters, come on, Okay. Uh, Alice Walker, so many people that we can think about. Um, The race and the racist policies that had kept African-American women out of the suffrage movement, it it was rampant. The, the, The headquarters of what they call the Colored Women Voters, which is located in Georgia, was one of the, the many early 20th century organizations that fought for African-American suffrage, for that African-American vote. Um, we look for, you know, we look to the men to be that example of, of what it is to, you know, uh, be over the household, to be the, the head of the household. But, you know, what they say, uh, the men may be the head, but the women are the neck that turns the head. <laughs> I've heard that one many a day. <laughs> but, you know, we think about that and um, how we move forward with uh, celebrating International Women's Day and some of the, you know, enormous benefits of connecting with women who are, are part of this uh, movement. And we continue on, you know, um, making it clear, you know, we, we know our value within this world, and we know our value within our household, with our company, and with our relationship, our jobs, um, and whatever the case may be. Um, but the fact is we want to make sure that we're being that positive example. Not that we don't have our days. Uh, women, we are emotional. 
But that's okay, all right, because it's still a new day. we got to go on and move forward with a new day, okay? Um, Lisa, do you have any comment or question anymore you want to say about the International Women's Day? Uh, did we lose Lisa? Oh, I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I just thought it was kind of great how um, all the women came out today in solidarity. Um, yeah. It just seems like uh, every week or so there's something to come out for. But the women have been consistently coming out, I think, since uh, we've had this new president. Mm, yes. Uh, let me ask you this, because <clears throat> when you speak of solidarity, um, when women get together, and there's so many... Uh, You know, you think about um, when our sisters get together, we want to make sure that we are coming together on a positive note and not a note of jealousy and condescension condescension and and bringing one one another down because we see that as well. That goes on as well. Um, But as we, you know, go through these issues of life, do you feel that uh, we are coming together even more so I mean, we're coming together as in solidarity, but do you think that in this day and age we're coming together even more so because we realize the times are really, really bad now? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think we're waking up, you know, as a globe. You know, as this thing goes more global, globalization, <clears throat> globalization is here. Um, everyone's trying to just find their place in the world and, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Um, All right, well, you know what? Um, That's what I wanted to share on Women's Day. I know there's so much to share, you know, so far as, you know, coming together as women and, um, you know, bringing a light to the world continually. And um, just, hey, ladies, enjoy International Women's Day. Alex, do you have any last question or comment? I know my my show's a little short tonight, but that's okay. Yes, um, you know, it was a great topic, uh, of course, appropriate for today. Um, just want to say that, you know, first of all, um, we have to wear black women first, right? I, you hear what I said, we're black women first because we um, we got to stop letting people ride on our coattails, right? You know, so hmm. before, you know, we're women, but we are black women first, and even though um, even though, you know, we should come together, no matter what race of women we are, we have to be black first. And that, and I'm going to say that because at the end of the day, those white women, they get to go home to their white men, right? And, and we got to, we got, we got to remember that, you know, and, um, uh, we first have to be black and, and, and then we focus on women. Yes, because we got to realize, you know, when change Change happens when women get together. When we get together, uh, right? We're we're the connectors, you know. Right. Uh, we and engage together it's like like heart to heart. You know, when we get in a room and 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 have ideas together and dream together and 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 just make things. You know, the outcome is just so huge, so large. Right. You know? But the thing is, right. you have that stick to it, stick to itness to come together, stick to it, and stick to the plan and whatever the case may be so that we know that whatever we do is beneficial, you know. Um, And you said, you know, our white women go home to their white men, but some of these white women go go home to these black men, okay, and some of these black women go home to the white men. 
Um, so you have that too. But as we are mm-hmm. individuals ourselves, you know, we got to think about, okay, I know we, we sometimes we like, we'll play that color card, but the thing of it is as human beings, as men and women, we need to just, can we, can we, can we think outside the box? Even though there are times when we just need to stay within that box, but when we think about making this place a better world, what can we do? And there's so many people that have their opinions on what you know this nation needs to do. Um, and if we can find a common ground that's beneficial for everybody, and right now I don't see that common ground. There's too many um, things that's coming. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, this is just an opinion of Rosalind Jordan Mills and not T25CL, but I'm really ashamed of Ben Carson. And, um, you know, those things have taken place with these people that's are, that are in high political offices and, in, in, you know, high figures who do not even know our history. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Is that, well, is that not sad this, so, uh, You got to think about this, too, um, Ms. Rosalind, you know, Think about who put uh, Trump in office. It was the white women. We have to mm-hmm. think about that, mm-hmm. you know. So um, that's why I said, you know, I'm for all women, you know, and I'm for women's rights. But at the end of the day, we have to really look. We're women. we got to look back at our what, – what made us strong back in the 60s? What pushed us forward to get civil, civil rights is because women – we're tired. They had to hold those men up, and that is our responsibility now is to hold yes. our men up, and yes. we need to move forward. And so we're going to move forward first as a group of people, our black people, and then I think once we get to that point that our men are strong enough, then they're going to bring us up. So we got to do our part as black women. Yes, exactly. And the thing of it is that's what another key issue I want to, I want to do that. I want to do a show and bring on a panel of men and see what, let me see, how can you really put that diplomatically, you know, to bring our men to the round table and see what is really going on with our men today um, and the issues that are confronting them as African-American men, because I know there's a, a vast chasm of things that's going on today. And we as women, we see it. And sometimes there are those who are in denial or who are saying, hey, uh, I'm not going to get any better. But the thing of it is, we as people, we we are going to get better. And even those, like you were saying, uh, a lot of white women had put Trump in the office, but right now, uh, but a lot of them are thinking, man, why did I vote for this man? Because he's not making much of a difference. Even right now, they're fighting over Obamacare. They're talking now the the, the new uh, American Care Act now is just Obama-like, you know. And so now we've got the Republicans in division. So there's so much going on within this nation Um and but the thing of it is, when it comes down to women, um, we make, we make a difference. We make a difference, and so much that we can continually implement, bring the change, or continue to show you know our solidarity uh, in to bring about change. So when we come together celebrating International Women's Day 2017. Um, it's around the world, but everything starts in our own backyard. 
okay? And I know that uh, as we as women will continue to do that. When we think about our future and about our family's future, we all want the best, but it starts with us. Exactly. Am I right there, Alex and Lisa? Yes. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, um, I want to thank you for calling in. I know it's kind of a short show, but that's all right. Um, we'll continue this on because next week uh, I'm going to have a, a, another guest that we're going to have on. But, of course, tomorrow night we have uh, uh, Soul Vibrations with Dr. Nanana Kweku. And then on Monday, of course, we got uh, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy with Constant Politics. And then we got uh, Tuesday with uh, Barbara McGee. And hopefully our friend uh, Roddy's best will be back. Okay? Um, uh, uh, looks like we got one more caller on the line here. Let's see what we got on the line here. Uh, must be the chief. Oh, uh, no. Hey there, chief. What's it going must, on, sir? It must be the chief, and you guys don't want to talk to me. <laughs> well, you, you, you're you usually a listener, sir. You're usually a listener. Mm, yeah, but I listen in, and so since this is uh, Mother's Day, I'm just going to let all the sisters just take over for the day. Mm-hmm. I thought as much. I thought as much. But what is your opinion? Who was that woman in your life or women in your life that uh, had an influence on you? My grandmother. Oh, come on now. Mm, yep, yep. You've never met her. She mm-hmm. died, oh, what, maybe 15 years ago or so. Okay. And uh, I was just talking to Mr. Mr. Wesley about her just a little while ago. And um, we were just talking. Oh, first of all, let me give the greetings to Sister Alex and Sister Lisa. How's my sisters today? They're good, Chief. We're good. Yeah, thank you very much. You're very great. <laughs> no, I was just uh, talking about my grandmother just a little while ago, right before your show. And I was just telling him how, you know, I, I, you know, Thanksgiving is kind of my favorite uh, holiday of the year, not for the significance of what they're portraying it to be, but of the uh, family camaraderie and all the good food and football mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling him how um, you know how we grew up, you know, watching football in the morning and playing in the afternoon. Then you know my grandmother used to cook all that good old country home cooked food mm-hmm. stuff. And, and since you know she has departed, that whole that spirit and that integrity of it has been gone. The food quality has gone down and the spirit has gone down. And and then when you start losing other family members, you know, it, 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 the whole integrity of it goes down. But, um, and then when we go back to Texas in the 60s and the 70s and 80s to visit people and all those old sisters used to always have that food laid out there on the table. Yes. Yeah. And you know, you might go around the corner to Aunt Jenny's house to eat, but when you go there to Aunt Mabel's you got to eat again and mm-hmm. and those people they just feed you all the time. And the, the food was just super fantastic. Now these days by dietary standards, you know, oh, you're not supposed to have that high blood pressure, this diabetic, this, that and the other. But uh, but I give credit to, like I said, my grandmother, my aunts, and 
and all those sisters who uh, did the things that they they had to do. And I remember when I was young, I was like four, five, six, seven, eight years old. I used to always see these black marks on my grandmother's knees and on her elbows, and and that was from scrubbing white folks' floors. Mm. And you know, back then in those days, you know, you you can't comprehend it that well the intensity of it. But when you get older and start learning more things, you know, it kind of angers you a little bit when you can just imagine your grandmother or your mother out on those hardwood floors and scrubbing them, um, you know, for the white folks. And, you know, you might see it in the movies and stuff or read about it in books, but when your own family had to do it, you know, it's just a hard thing to endure. So I give credit to the women who have paved the way for us to be here today to do these radio shows and to do the things that we do to do our great shows, but... Somebody paved a way so that you could be here, and they had to pay a very, very severe price mm-hmm. in order for us to be here today. So, exactly, exactly. I, you know, I, I while you were talking about your grandma and back, you know, down south, and you know how they used to come around the table, and you know, you had those good home cooked meals, and everything was. From scratch and, and you know my grandmother would go out in in the yard go get that chicken and and and, and run them down mm-hmm. and bring that mm-hmm. back and, and put them in that scalding water well, and what you talking about? and, and, and Yo, fresh biscuits would be you know from scratch and come on and pull them greens up and them turnips yeah. and them and all that good stuff. I remember that when I was a little girl. I mean, I remember when I was five, man, and we was out there in, you know, out there in Oklahoma, out there in Muskogee, in that red clay dirt. Mm-hmm. And we'd be pulling that stuff up out of that yard, man. You talk about a good meal. And and had a big peach tree, had a pecan tree, you know, and, yep. and yep. a cherry tree. And you had all that fresh freshness, you know, around um, when you're growing up back then. Now everything is just preservative preservative this and preservative that, you know, and the best remedies for curing the ill. Your grandmama will go out there in that yard and pick up that herb and you'd be brand spanking new the next day, you know. Oh, um, yeah. oh. So it's 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 very true. You're 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 right, you know, we, we think about our the older generations who have what moved on, you know, gone on to glory and and now it's us, you know, that you know that the the younger generation are looking up to for some type of answers, and it's sad to say that sometimes it's just not there. Yeah, you and, mentioned that old yard bird. I I tell people this very day: the best chicken I ever had for in my life. My aunt Boo went out there in the yard back there in Greenville, Texas. Mm-hmm. We was out there playing, me and some of my cousins, and she went out there run one of those chickens next. We plucked him. Mm, yep. Hour mm. later, that chicken was doing a tap dance in that grease. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the best.
chicken I've ever had before in my life. You can't beat it. Mm-hmm. And have, mm-hmm. haven't had no chicken like that since. No. Yeah. Uh, I tried, but uh, hey, you know, hey, yeah, you you, you get close now. You you own to something now. now. You that's, hey, that's, yeah, I, you know what? You know what? Not to discount your yard bird, though. <laughs> yeah, but there there ain't nothing like <laughs> grandma's cooking. Yeah, like but you, you get your hand on that yard bird advanced market, it's got to go through some changes. But those okay. those country yard birds, it ain't got to go through no change. None, exactly, exactly, exactly. I agree. I agree. Well, you know, I I I I really um, appreciate you know the life that I've been through with my little mommy, my mom, and you know the other Aunt Helen and and uh, Miss Mary and. Aunt one need, Aunt one need, and she's still in New York. She said, Rosalind, when you can't come see me, I, I got to go. I've got to go to New York and go see her. Um, my uh, cousin Maxine and my cousin Frederica, cousin Frederica, who was my dad's cousin, uh, she just turned ninety nine. Ninety nine. Longevity is our family. I have an uncle Sam. He lived to one hundred and six. And so when you think about those family members who are way up there, you know, um, the time is now to go around them, show them their, the, the appreciation, you know. And and uh, so many say, you know, a friend of mine, uh, the past mom, you know, she passed away. You know, before she passed away, she says, uh, I, don't, I don't want no funeral. I don't want no flowers. I don't want no service. Y'all give me my flowers now while I can still smell them. Okay. Oh, Y'all give me a dinner now while I can still eat. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Matter and of fact, so, Rodney Best, they had a, he, he buried his mother today. Oh, was today? Oh, okay. Our condolences goes out to our brother and his family and his family. Yeah. So, so we need to just continue to know. Hey, if if mom's still alive, give her that respect and love because she birthed us here. If your dad's still alive, hey, love him. Uh, family members love them, you know. Tell them you love them, um, mm-hmm. and 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 those elderly people, you know. If you got those elderly still around, man, the stories they could tell you, you know. Yeah, that that's me. I'm I'm, el- I'm elderly now. I get all this elderly stuff in the <laughs> mail. Man. You and me both. If you old, we'll come around there now and put you in this old folks program and all this sort of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. final stage of life and all that kind of good stuff. You know, I ain't ready to go nowhere yet. <laughs> so, Lisa, but, now hey. you guys got to start taking much better care of me because I'm an old man. Now. So you guys got to get on your job out there. Uh oh, you hear that, Alex? You hear that, Lisa? <laughs> Yeah, we wow. hear it. Uh-huh. Oh, they, oh, yeah, they don't care. They have sleep over there. They don't care. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Rawson's Corner. It's family night tonight. And, of course, we've been talking about today, which was International Women's Day 2017, where women were celebrating their accomplishments and their contributions to this world. So um, we're just going to call the night, and like I say, tune in to our other radio shows. And look, 595, everybody, 595. 
go see United We Stand. So I'm going to say good night to everyone. Good night, Lisa and Alex. Good night. Good night. You guys have a great one. And So speaking of the 595, they love United We Stand in Kenya. They just love the... Oh, they loved the show. They really praised it. They they said, Oh, they loved the uh, the saxophone player and they they loved the lady that sings. I said, Which one? Rosalind or Brenda? He said, The the real built one. The heavy one. <laughs> okay, that was Brenda. <laughs> that was Brenda. <laughs> yeah, Miss Brenda. No, she was yeah. short she she was a short built one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brenda. And and then Tanzania today, they're trying to get a payment system now so that they can uh, see the film too. So they're promising, yeah, millions of people will see it. We just got to be able to to use our payment system over here. We don't have credit mm-hmm. cards and debit cards. We don't have that. We, they use um, uh, this other type of system over there. So we got to see about hooking that up for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also in Kenya, yeah. they said, hey, you think that they will come over here, your artists will come over here and do the show over here? And say, put the money on the table, we'll be there. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Everybody on. loves that show. Everybody that's seen it, it's the greatest show they've ever seen. Awesome, awesome. Very good, very good. We've got to continue it on. And then Alex and I... Kevin, we got some plans that we're going to be implementing as well. So, you know, we T25CL is in the house. I'm serious. We we're getting ready to do some things that we definitely are going to be implementing. Is that not right, Alex? Already this year, 2017 is our year, and we're gonna everybody gonna know about us. All right, let's make it do what it do. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been here at Rosalind's Corner, T25CL. Go to our website at www.t25cl.com and view all the great things that we are doing on our website. Man, every time I tell everybody to go to our website, they love the website. But we're going to continue because we need more, what you call it, content. There we go. So we're going to continue, continue to work work to, you know, make it even that much greater. So, Chief, thanks for calling in, sir. Oh, thank you very much. You're very great. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.